get 30% shorter average wait time. When you buy and book your appointment at DiscountTire.com, you can get 30% shorter average wait time in the store. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by my brother, Kelvin Cox. If you too want to sponsor the podcast, go on Patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. That's Patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There's free shows. There's plenty of content on there you can check out. Just go in there and check it out. It all starts at just a dollar. Peace. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I am on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast, I have a special guest. This has been a long time coming. Let them know who you are, brother. Oh, hi. I'm Dave. Uh, I'm Australian, and uh, I'm on a podcast called We Are Assholes, which I'm... Delvin's pretending he wasn't a guest on a few weeks ago. <laughs> I am not pretending I'm not a, I wasn't a guest <laughs> on there at all. <laughs> oh, man. Before we get to that, as I always like to start a podcast off with a five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Dave, are you ready? Yes. Okay, question number one. What's the best album or song you listened to in the past year? Doesn't have to be new, by the way doesn't have to be new yes um yeah okay so recent i mean recently i listened back to radiohead in rainbows which is one of the albums radiohead released after they were uh, after they released the popular ones that everyone knows about so, <laughs> um the nerds like me stuck around although e- even i'm uh, you know waning on radiohead at this point I haven't listened to a Radiohead song in quite some time. I kid kid you not. It's been maybe 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Ben's and OK Computer were their their big albums and their best albums by far, by a a long margin. After that, they went a lot more, uh, you know, experimental and shit. I get that, Um, definitely. But, yeah, no, there's a song in Rainbows called uh, All I Need. Um, which, you know, is, it's, it's one of the songs that you think, oh, this is going to be a bit of a love song, but it's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trapped kind of love song. <laughs> I'm trapped in this relationship. <laughs> um, I think one of the lines is something like, I, I, f- I feel like an animal trapped in your hot car. So, <laughs> so, yep. Sounds like, like an interesting song. I got to hear that one. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. I like that answer. Question number two. If you can have one superpower, anyone you want, what would it be? Uh, can I have the power of uh, more dopamine in my system? Is, it, <laughs> is that a superpower? It's, it is. Technically, yeah, I guess Bane kind of <laughs> has that in terms of his venom and he gets big and strong. But why would you want dopamine instead of just having a cureness to your ailment? Well, that would be a cure to, to my ailment. 
you, you, right. can, you can wish for any power you want. Like, you can be like, I can regenerate muscles and stuff like Wolverine, be invincible. Yeah, that'd be okay. Um, yeah, no, maybe, well, too much dopamine. Oh, that can be a bad thing. But let's just imagine too much dopamine makes you super motivated. Um, and so you, you, you're just a powerhouse like um, someone like Alex Jones who just can never stop. That, that's the superpower I want. Maybe not to be quite as crazy as Alex Jones, but that dude, like three hours a day, four days a week, he can just rant <laughs> on and on and on and on. It's quite amazing. It's, I, I, don't, I don't know how anybody does it. I, I, I don't know, but. I like that answer a lot. Question number three. What was the dumbest thing you think you've done as a kid? Uh, as a kid? Yes. Um, yeah, there's a few to choose from. Uh, one time, uh, two of my parents' friends uh, were selling their house uh, and we were helping them clean up. And I was given the task of uh, washing the outside of the house, just you know, getting the hose and hosing it down a bit. Um, and I thought it was cool to hose into the exhaust fan of the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> so because it made the, the fan spin around and it looked cool and it completely filled the bathroom full of water. Oh, no, that's not good. So that's pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know as soon as you said the exhaust fan, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Cause I've seen quite a few of those exhaust fans in bathrooms. And, yes. Yeah, you want to put water in them. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so they had to uh, dry up the bathroom, fill it with towels and shit. <laughs> I never really, I never got in trouble for that. I think I should have. That's so dumb that I should have got into a little bit of trouble for that. Yeah. But your parents are very good. Well, there's a thing where, uh, like friends of your parents, like never know how much they're allowed to discipline. Discipline you. If you do something bad, it's like, so you can often get away with more than you would. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, that's very true. Question number four. Yes. Who would be your dream guest to have on the podcast? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so I guess I should say who, who'd be the dream guest on We Are Arseholes. Um, that works, and, yeah. Yeah, we, we have discussed a few possibilities. Um, but you see, dream guest. See, I, so I, I often don't think too big, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I think, like, to to say that uh, Bobo from uh, the Opie and Anthony universe would be my dream guest is a bit ridiculous, because who knows who Bobo is? <laughs> but it, it seems feasible. 
Oh yeah. In in fact, it's so feasible that I probably just have to, have to ask him on Twitter. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> I have interacted with him on Twitter. Um. So yeah. Chase your dreams, but make sure your your dreams are realistic. I suppose. <laughs> it's just weird it's, that you just haven't asked them. Like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's just I don't feel like it's quite the right moment yet to um. Get some Bobo on the podcast. <laughs> but, you like, know, like w- w- when I worked, um, it was drilled into us um, something called SMART goals. Um, SMART's an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. So, so basically, if you're trying to achieve something, make sure it um, complies with SMART goals. So just saying that, you know, you want... Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Joe Biden on the podcast, for example. <laughs> uh, it may be not realistic. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But, but but Kamala Harris or whatever her name is, maybe, maybe that could be a possibility. Yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> I'm sure she'd love we are assholes. That are really. <laughs> I would pay money to watch that episode. <laughs> Uh, actually, I do pay money now. I'm a patron on y'all podcast, so exactly. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's the thing. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> question dollar for that. <laughs> <laughs> question number five. This is a fun one. Zombie apocalypse is happening. Walking Dead style. You're gonna take five things for you to just go survive in the world. Family and pets don't count. What are the five things you take in? You can take anything you want. By the way, yes. Um. So I was thinking about this question, and. It's a tough one. It really is. Because like the real, real answer, the real, real answer is I'd give up. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have zero delusions that uh, that would be survival, survivable for me. Like it wouldn't. So I guess I'd want, so it's a zombie apocalypse, right? So electricity's out. No, this is the beginning of it. So you still technically have electricity. This is day one of it. Yeah, day one of the zombie apocalypse. The zombies are slow like The Walking Dead, but there are a lot of them. So it's not like you don't have to worry about Daisy zombies. I I walk slower than a zombie. So, So, uh, yeah, no, I think an iPod. uh, I mean, yeah, my iPod with my loaded up with songs. Okay. Um, hope and 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 then some way to charge it. I think there, there was a movie that I saw. Uh, was it Will Smith? Post-apocalyptic. I yeah, I think it may. Maybe it was I Am Legend, but he had an iPod. Well, theoretically, you can probably get like um, they have the solar-powered battery charges that yes work forever. So that's a good. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's well that's I guess that's two of the five. Okay. Um but yeah, no, loaded up with songs and I guess my all time favorite comedies, I suppose. Because you've got to think of, you know, what's the what are the last things you want to listen to before, you know, the zombies inevitably eat your brains. Yes. Or the humans kill you, because that's another thing that's gonna eventually start happening. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's two and uh, I've got to think of three more. Like what else do I need? If I've got mus- music and some comedy to listen to before I inevitably die. You're going to need someone to survive uh, with. Depending on how long you plan on surviving for. But, but, but nothing, nothing will help. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I'll, 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 I'll take as many, as many of my uh, medication as I can. Okay. Because uh, if I don't take that, then I'm like bed, completely bedridden. Uh, so that's just like, that's another ticking time bomb I've got. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Don't need your meds, so that's three. Um, um, and then, yeah, like, do you want something that, that, uh, how do you put it? Uh, you can, uh, take matters into your own hands, but in preference to getting eaten by zombies. That makes sense. I guess it's like, if you feel like you're at your last line of defense and you're not going to make it. Do you want to die by the zombies or you want to die by your own hands? Exactly. That's going to be kind of exactly. difficult. though. I don't know if I'll be, well, shoot, if you don't have an option, I guess you may not have a choice but to kill yourself as opposed to letting a zombie, I don't know what would be more horrifying in that case, a zombie eating you to death or you pulling a trigger and blowing yourself away. It's kind of a cast 22. Well, I think one would be quicker than the other. <laughs> But even so, I don't, I don't know how, how how long does it take to get to get your brains eaten until you're dead by a zombie? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't know. You may die from shock, but at the same time, what if you have the gun and you freaking miss? Like you try to shoot yourself and you freaking miss. And yeah, you, that that actually happens quite quite. Or, often. or the gun backfires. Like it's like, whoa, that could be an even worse situation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I'd probably take my chances. I'd, just, just like um, Martin Riggs did in Lethal Weapon with his um, hollow point bullets or whatever he had. <laughs> did you hear? Like every, every night Martin, Martin Riggs was you know, this close to killing himself. Did you hear the alternate ending to that movie? I think it was part two. What, Lethal Weapon? Yes. I think it was no. part two where he actually, there's an alternate ending. I don't think they filmed it where Martin Riggs actually dies. Oh, Okay. That would that would have killed off the sequels. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Because he, yeah, you because know, he didn't have any children, or yeah, there was nothing, no, no obvious one to pass on the on the legacy to. Yeah, I think it was part two. I have to look that up, but yeah, I think. I mean, the first two were the best by far. So. Oh yeah, what was it? What was it four? It was four or yeah. three. <laughs> I mean, three and four were, were both yeah. Because they got like. They got more and more comical as they went on, and like the first one had some had some lighter moments, but it 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 you know it had some serious shit in there. Like yeah, it was very serious. Like Martin oh, Riggs yeah. literally trying to kill himself at every chance he got in the movie. Yes, yes, it's really dark. Yes, I mean, yeah, it was a perfect role for Mel Gibson. Like you look at the roles that Mel Gibson plays and. It's like that that type of craziness that he actually is. It helped him play those roles, right? <laughs> like, Very much so. Yeah, I think that element of Mel Gibson 
Counter is it's, it's his best role, I think, personally. I think Lethal Weapon is his best role because while it's yeah. an action movie, it's played in a way where he feels like a tortured soul, so you, there's a level of yeah. sympathy you feel for him. I mean, I guess I'll always go for Mad Max. I like um, Mad Max a lot, too. But yeah, uh, you know, def- definitely those two. But yeah, it's a question with uh, creative types like Mel Gibson of how much bullshit are we willing to put up with? <laughs> That is also very, very true. Because, uh, so, yeah, those, uh, those tapes where he was just screaming, screaming at his woman. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms right there. <laughs> that, but, yeah, but, but like, because, yeah, a lot of people say that, you know, there's, for a lot of, I mean, maybe there is such a thing as method acting for some people, for a small number of actors. But for most act, for most actors, they're just you know playing versions of themselves. So, if you see them do crazy shit in movies, then there's a pretty good chance that they do crazy shit in real life as well. Yeah, I agree. So, tell everybody a little bit about yourself for those who don't know. Uh, so I don't know where do you, where do you want me to start? Oh, I was. Let's start at the beginning, like. One year from us, one not like embryo style, but how long you been podcasting for? For those, I don't, I don't understand how my parents ever had sex, but <laughs> they did. Um, later on, I'd find some of my father's uh, gay pornography. So, whoa, 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 whoa. maybe he was bi. I can't let you. How did that happen? Uh, so my father hid two things in the house, uh, lollies, which you call candy, uh-huh. uh, and pornography. So me being a fat kid, uh, pu- pubescent fat kid, <laughs> I'd go hunting for both. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was mostly straight porn, but that one time, uh, I, I, I put in the VHS and, um, it was like, twink gay orgy uh pornography and uh i'd never seen anything like that before (laughs) or since in fact (laughs) so about five seconds of that and it's like oh okay wow that's a thing okay cool so let me ask you this did you ever ask your dad about it like Uh, not not when you're a kid like later in life did you like hey dad kind of found your stash (laughs) No, but he, I mean, but he, he, he has had some like close friendships with guys that have been like a little bit weird, um, that like, I don't think anything's happened, but it's just like, maybe there was some kind of repressed emotions or something. I, 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 I don't know. We kind of do make fun of him, but <laughs> about it indirectly. So, but you know, but he'll watch. Um, uh, do you know what Australian rules football is? Yes, is that the yes. one that's basically soccer, but it's a little soccer up in the soccer up in the air. Yes, <laughs> so my uh, grandmother used to call it um, aerial ping pong. So you, there's a lot of uh, it's mostly kicking. Now there is you know there is some running, but it's mostly kicking. Um, the average AFL player runs about a half marathon every game. Oof. 
Um, so you have to be pretty fit. Um, but yeah, no, my father will watch, will watch Aussie rules football and comment on the, you know, on, on the guys and <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just be laughing at that, but Hey, whatever, <laughs> if he enjoys it then good for him. So how did you get into podcasting? Cause you've been podcasting for a while. How long, like, it's been, how long have you been podcasting for, for first and foremost? 2016 after um the 2016 u.s elections i thought it would be a good idea to start a podcast and um start with a character who was pro-trump in episode one of man brain so i thought that was funny interesting let's get let's, <laughs> I, i'm gonna get into that because we didn't even mention that your, your, your twitter name is man brain how did you come yeah. up with man brain? Uh, so man brain, man brain just means penis. It's like, you know, the, the men have two brains kind of, kind of idea. Your top brain and your bottom brain. And the bottom brain kind of controls a lot of what we do. The, the uh, uh, fighting and the fucking part. Very, very true. And a lot of what men do, whether they uh, are willing to admit it or not, revolves around you know fighting off other men uh in one way shape or form and fucking you know yeah. passing on passing on their dna to the next generation <laughs> so what was the name of this podcast you had that you were what i guess you call it a parody podcast or you were a, a trump supporter oh that was just episode one of man brain Oh, that so was the original, episode one. Yeah. The original conception for Man Brain was that I'd play a bunch of different characters. And uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did that for a bit. Um, and then it's, it's, it's slowly dissolved over time until uh, it's pretty much just me talking, me talking now. That, that, I mean, there was also the thing that I, I, it, it took me a while to build up enough confidence to just uh, be myself. Because, um, yeah, I, I was never the hey, look at me kind of kid growing up. Um, I, I was the one that uh, like would, would come up with jokes uh, and then my brother would copy those jokes and people would laugh at my brother instead of... <laughs> the person who made the joke. Instead of the person who made the jokes. So, so you were like a, a ghostwriter. Yeah, 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 more, more or less. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so maybe that's part of the reason I thought that's at, at first I'd play characters. So, you know, more or less like writing for another, not another person, but kind of another person, the closest thing that I could do myself. Because, um, yeah, to, um, you know, timing and delivery of comedy is really difficult. And um, you look at the people that do it well and they can almost say anything and it's funny because they just have the rhythm down so well. But uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's how Man Brain started. Um, and I was also bored looking for something to do. And I was, you know, I was also, you know, mostly trapped at home. Um, Explain. my... Yeah, let's let's get into that. Explain why you were mostly trapped at home for those who don't know. Oh, with my uh, Parkinson's. So, 
Parkinson's is usually old people. Um, I'm 43, which is a little young and part of the reason why it took so long to uh, diagnose. Um, and I also don't have the classic, classic, you know, handshakes that, that is typical with Parkinson's, but not everyone with Parkinson's has it. Yeah. I think when most people think of Parkinson's, they think of uh, Michael J. Fox. Yes. Who's, who's also, who was also early onset. Yes, very much so. Vicky um, was there. I want to say he was still in the prime of his career, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's like what? He early forties, mid, late thirties. Yeah, he was doing. Um, what was he doing? Spin, Spin Spi- City. Spin City, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no. So he's still, you know, that was that was a pretty successful show at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think. So how did you find out that you had Parkinson's? Is that a thing that you just noticed one day? Um, well, it was, it took like seven years to diagnose. So, uh, because, you know, at the start, there's, you know, symptoms that could be a whole number of different things. And so you get tested for all sorts of different shit. There's no definitive test for Parkinson's other than an autopsy of your brain. So, wow. We'll, we'll have to wait for that <laughs> while I'm still using it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the, uh, the, 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 my neurologist is, uh, doesn't diagnose people too early. I mean, yeah. One criticism of him is maybe that he diagnoses, he, he diagnoses too late, but problem is if you misdiagnose then you, you you can put people on the complete wrong trajectory um and the, i mean there's even people that get misdiagnosed and then the doctors realize they've been misdiagnosed but the patients refuse to believe the new diagnosis wow that that's yeah. kind of rough yeah because they're, they're just so so their minds just said, oh, I've got this affliction. This is me. This is part of my identity. <laughs> they have trouble. So. so how did you even cope with learning that you have Parkinson's? That has to be a life-altering thing. Oh, I, I didn't. <laughs> it's the short answer. Um, yeah, so my ability to work um, as a structural engineer uh, uh, slowly evaporated over about a year that uh, my work performance was just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and, and, oh, well, and the chronic fatigue meant that it was getting harder and harder to, you know, just show up for work in the first place. Um, and, you know, once you, once you stop being able to work, that significantly changes your life. Um, a lot of people say that they, you know, that they'd love to, not be able to work or, you know, not have to work. I mean, they just, just, they just chill out around the house and it'd be the great, a great life. And nope. you know, maybe, it, maybe it would be for a little while. Um, but most people it hit, it, it, you know, it hits them eventually that, uh, yeah. I, I, what my first psychiatrist basically said, you know, a, a man <laughs> playing the, playing the gender roles, which, you know, um, a man's pretty much got to have a job. Otherwise they, they don't cope very well. <laughs> and, uh, that women are better coping without, without jobs. Um, and I think that is somewhat true. Yeah. 
I, I don't like to, to, to hold too, too fast to, you know, strict gender identities, but there certainly is, there certainly, certainly are trends. I think you're kind of right. Um, yeah. So me not, uh, being out, lose my, losing my ability to work. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably taken about five, six years to come to terms with. Um, because yeah, you 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 stop working and you, you lose all that social interaction, um, all the you know goal setting and goal achieving and all that kind of fun stuff. Like I was, I was in a you know pretty demanding job, um, and you take that away and then yeah. So I, I mean, I think after after I stopped working for the first six months, I was just in bed, um, pretty much the whole time uh, with you know severe depression. Um, so, I mean, it was a combination of the, the start of the start of the Parkinson's contributing. Um, but yeah, uh, but, um, you know, major depression on top of that. And then, uh, because we, you know, we still years away from a diagnosis, we, we went down the route of, um, uh, you know, mental health. So, uh, thinking that it might, might've been psychiatric condition rather than neurological. Um, so that was a fun ride. <laughs> so going, going through multiple psychologists and psychiatrists, um, because, you know, I, uh, at times can be a little difficult to get along with. So it's probably no surprise that I've been through three, three, three psychiatrists and five psychologists, I think something like that. Wow. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because um, you said yeah. you said it could be a little difficult. I've noticed that. I, I've always been cool with you. I've never had any problem with you whatsoever. I find yeah. you charming and stuff. I eccentric, <laughs> but charming. Oh, but, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you think the Parkinson's has kind of in a way affected that your communication with people and mm. not being able to get along with people to talk? And not in terms of you. Not the, the disease itself, but the depression that yeah. comes from it and things like that. Because I can see that happening because you mentioned earlier how one of the things that came from Parkinson's is you're not having the ability to work. Yes. You have the ability to work stop you from interacting with people. Yes. And I can see that causing a problem alone there because people don't realize this. One of the things that, that's very positive about work is being able to interact with other people on a daily oh, basis. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. And once you lose that, it affects yeah. you. Like, I'll give you a perfect oh, yeah. example. I work now with my grandmother. It's yep. just me and her. It's a, it's a, it's like a private company, private business, stuff like that. Before uh -huh. I worked with her, I used to work with teams of like 10, 20, 30 people and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used That's to always, change. I used to always have that communication with them and stuff like that. And yeah. once that stopped, uh -huh. I noticed. I was getting depressed because you're not experiencing conversation with other people every day. Yeah. 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 No, no, I, 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 I totally agree. So just um, me, on my small level experiencing that, yeah, I can imagine it could probably be a hundred times worse for you. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, so that in trying to conceptualize a lot of this stuff, um, I came up with, the, the four pillars of uh, motivational stability, which are, I mean, it's, it's nothing amazing on you, but it's here, yeah, purpose, community, 
uh, health and resources. Um, so you, you need all those four things. Um, I like that. Yeah. So, so most people just say purpose and, and community, but um, health and resources are kind of important too. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. So, you know, losing, losing purpose, not having, not having a job anymore, losing a big chunk of my, my life, you know, what my life purpose was. Um, cause I did, I did, I did kind of like working. Like it was a really demanding job, but it was, it was pretty fulfilling. Um, and yeah, so losing that, losing community and then yeah, health, uh, losing health as, as well. Um, so yeah, fortunately the resources haven't got completely gone away yet. Still got a house. So that's always good. That's very, very fortunate. Um, but yeah, so, so where was I? Uh, the, oh yeah. Um, affecting my personality. Oh, you know, definitely. I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I also became more attracted to, um, more, I guess extreme versions of entertainment maybe is how I'd put it. So more, more attracted towards extreme comedy or offensive comedy, that kind of stuff that I previously wasn't into. Um, and I think, yeah. And, and, and I guess me trying to emulate some of those, you know, some, some of that, you know, offensive extreme type comedy, um, I'll go for the joke over people's feelings, I would say. But that, that was probably my, one of my character flaws long before. Like I would, I would say something that I thought was funny, uh, that no one else really laughed at. And it just annoyed, it just annoyed people. I, I think that's one of your charms that you have, that you have that ability to do that. And some people get it and some people don't. I, I've quite yeah. know quite often that I've been in conversations where people didn't get it. And I've also been in conversations yeah. with people who did get it. And yeah, I, 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 I think that's is, pretty, inter- that, that, that dynamic's pretty entertaining to yes. be honest. I think one of the things I like about you and people have an issue with you or whatnot is the fact that you one, you're unapologetic yourself. Two, yeah, there's a side of you that is very kind, generous, and very considerate. Like if you if you don't get yeah. if you don't get that, hey, this is a joke. I'm not being yeah. serious. Yeah, you know, you miss that that other element that I personally enjoy. Like I'll give you a perfect example. When I did, we are assholes, right? Yes, it was a fun conversation. We all had a blast and stuff like that. It yes. was interesting. We we pushed the edge. We didn't push the edge. We everybody had a blast doing it. But yeah. after that, we yeah. had a full conversation where we just talked yes. as friends. And people were like being honest. They were asking me questions about things they didn't know about. And they were very positive. They were super positive about it. Something that yes. people wouldn't expect. They were super positive. They were super energetic. They said, thank you. They Somebody even came on there and said, hey, I love your podcast. You inspired me to do better. And you t- taught me yeah. so much. That stuff right there, you don't hear every day. And you don't hear from no, people no, who no. are 
assholes. These are people who, yeah, we are like, these are people who are basically just regular guys who may like offensive comment, but they are good people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can separate the the words and the jokes from the, the core personality. That's, yes. I guess that's one of the keys. One, 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 of, the, one of the key issues with modern times is uh, people seem to forget that, that people can say crazy stuff and... I mean, I guess that, that goes against what I was saying that, you know, Mel Gibson's <laughs> crazy <laughs> outside and... But it's a little different with Mel Gibson. Without, Mel, within. Because yeah. Mel Gibson meant that shit. <laughs> That's not like... You guys don't mean the stuff you yeah. guys are saying. You guys are... No. Being, doing it in jest. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, no, I know. I think... Yeah, I mean, to, like, to me, that's reasonably clear. Um, but, you know, you know, uh, the, 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 the main guy in the show, PJ... He's anonymous, so he he thinks there is a real danger yes. of um, you know, potentially losing his job or whatever. So yes, I, PJ uh, should yeah, stay but, anonymous. I'll just say. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of does help. Like he he can say stuff that uh, Andrew and I won't, um, because he is anonymous. Um. It is kind of cool having an anonymous person on the show, but it, you know, you also like to have, be able to um, put a face a face to the voice. But you know, it, it seems to, it seems to be somewhat working. Yeah. So um, but yeah. I, so what was I saying? I don't know. We were talking about the were you talking about the levels of how you would put you you like extreme type of stuff like extreme things that may be considered to other people offensive, but you kind of gravitated towards that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, yeah. And, and, and with, we are assholes, like, uh, PJ's a match for me in his ability to piss people off. In fact, I think he's better. He's better at it than I am. Yes. He'll just go. I mean, you've seen, you've seen him on Twitter. Yes, I have. <laughs> He'll just go straight for the jugular, which I usually don't, I'm usually a bit more roundabout about it. Like, I'll usually try to get you get to know you a little bit first. I think the way you do it, you kind of have a more charming way of doing it, where PJ just kind of just goes for your throat and hopes for the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like PJ will find a podcast and call them unfunny broads, and yes, then just. And save far and double down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess we need some people like PJ in the world. I, I don't know. I suppose. <laughs> I guess. I think. I don't know. That's an interesting topic, right there. Do we need people who are like PJ in terms of? He's he's harmless in terms. Of, he's not really mean yes. what he says. No, but he's pushing yes. pushing the boundaries of what we consider funny and pushing back towards the cancel culture and the social outrage. Yes. Do we feel like know. we need that? I think elements of that we do need. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm most offended by PJ's insistent insistence that he's a wonderful basketball player. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that either. I've, I've yet to see any proof. <laughs> any proof. Like, so here's a question for you. 
Okay. Like in America, in America to say that you are a, you're a really good basketball player, you know, in your younger days, whatever. What does that mean? Does that mean that you just played at played high school level or to say you were really good, you were playing college level? It depends on what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it depends on the person. Like really good can be a lot of things. Really good can be really good for a white guy. <laughs> like, Hey, I can yeah. shoot, I can shoot the ball <laughs> and make it into the basket. Or yeah. really good can be like I used to play high school ball. It depends on what are you talking about. Like, did you play high school ball? Did you play college ball? Or if we go on a playground, you could probably hit ten points if we need you to. So PJ claimed that he could slam dunk, but that he he said he could slam dunk, but he wasn't as stylish as the black guys on his team. <laughs> but I don't know if I believe he could slam dunk. You know, how, how people say a lot of shit. How tall is PJ? Oh, he's like six two. So it's possible. He's got height to him. If he's tall yeah. enough, he if you because well, I forget, I can't remember the size of the NBA hoop. But if you're yeah. tall enough, you can slam dunk it. I can slam dunk, and I'm five ten. Why well, I used to be able to slam? I damn sure can't slam dunk now. That's not happening. But <laughs> younger me have slam dunked once or twice in a in, on a court. Mm-hmm. But like, but so I, I'm five seven, so. It was never going to happen for me. <laughs> yes. And me, also, I'm horrendously uncoordinated. So, <laughs> Me at 5'10 have slam dunked a couple of times. So I would think hmm. at 6'2 you could do it. I don't know if you're going to do like a razzle-dazzle NBA type dunk, but you could probably go up yeah. there and dunk it at least once or twice. So I, I can see myself believing that part of it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm glad but you believe it. In terms so five, of, how, how do you, how can you slam dunk at five ten? Do you need a mini tra- a little mini, mini trampoline? Or <laughs> no, I just really. I I kind of just I have to have a really good fast break. Okay. <laughs> like, and a lot of time, like a lot of air time. I've done it like once or twice in a basketball game. Right. But it was, it wasn't something I'd be like, yeah, I'm like every game I'm dunking on everybody and stuff like that. It was <laughs> I had a fast break. I was at school gym. I had a fast break. I jumped up. I was up there and I dunked it with one hand. Like, holy crap, that was awesome. And it and it was videoed, so we've got proof of this. <laughs> I wish this. I can't. This was. I'd like my, to see that. That was in 1998. So if there was any video of it, I guarantee it's gone now. <laughs> I definitely can't. I wasn't even a great basketball player like that. It's just that. Yeah. Playing it because. Because, yeah, there's a few people around that uh, claim to have decent basketball skills. So I really, really want to see <laughs> somehow a match between all these people. I definitely couldn't play now. I've gotten to that point where I have, I don't exercise like I used to a little more. I don't uh, run like I used to anymore. So I know for a fact I cannot play basketball if I tried. So, I mean, between you and PJ and... Our buddy Patrick Michael, he also claims to have some basketball skills. <laughs> and then the, the, there's a guy on my Discord server called Val uh, that he claims to have some basketball skills, um, but he he's also got a got back problems. So See, I'm not sure you'd you'd when, want him on your team. When white people say they have basketball skills, you're like, ah, do you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. 
<laughs> Do you have basketball skills or you can just shoot? Because there's a difference. Have yes. basketball skills and be able to shoot for one point on the court is two different things. Yes. Just because you can shoot doesn't necessarily mean you have basketball skills. That just means you can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you have on your team then? Patrick Michael or PJ? That's a good question. I feel Did like... You- you don't know what PJ PJ looks like other than he's 6'2". I feel so, like having Patrick Michael on my team would be a lot funnier. A lot more entertaining. Yes, entertaining, yes. So I might do it just for the entertainment factor. And if he can play, that would make it even more entertaining because I have a stick PJ. Yes. <laughs> and that exchange yeah, would be that, funny. That's that's a good point, yes. You versus PJ, yes. That has to happen in some, some way, shape, <laughs> or form. So I, let me ask you this. How did you guys even come up with the concept of We Are Assholes? Um, it was PJ's idea. So uh, he was and still is a massive fan of um, Who Are These Podcasts? Um, the, if anyone doesn't know what that is, that's a, that's a show where they basically uh, critique a different podcast every episode. Yes. Uh, and yes have a lot of colorful things to say about all sorts of different podcasts. Um, uh, so yeah, PJ had written some parody songs for that, for that show. Um, I think, yeah, Patrick Michael parody songs actually. Oh, the good, the good um, self by Seamus. Yeah. yeah. I've heard those are really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, then out of the blue, he just messaged me on Twitter and say, hi, thinking about starting a podcast do you want do you want in like okay i, I try, you know i try, try to say yes i try to say yes to everything because like most things don't happen like you know people say a lot of things right yeah um so it's it's you, you kind of learn that you just say yes to everything because most things don't even pan out very um, true and but you know because pj said oh you know i want to start a podcast I don't have a computer. Uh, <laughs> I've got to get one of them. Um, How do you the, start a podcast with no computer? Well, he, he did get a computer. Yeah. So when he said, I didn't, don't have a computer, I'm just like, oh, okay, this guy's, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I would probably say, fuck off. <laughs> Tell me. I would have started a podcast with no computer. <laughs> this guy was making, making parody songs on his phone, just using, somehow using apps on his phone. Wow. Um, impressive. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't quite know how he did that, but he worked it out. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, then, I mean, then we were just talking uh, about PJ thought it was, it'd be good to have three people on the show. Um, and originally we asked uh, nice Doug from good times, great movies podcast. Um, and he was too busy cause he's got a life and a real job. <laughs> <laughs> So perfectly understandable. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we, we sub- subsequently did have nice Doug on our show. Um, and probably the two best episodes so far are your episode and nice Doug's episode, actually. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. my episode a lot. Yeah, and they, they've got the most positive feedback as well, I think. Um, but yeah, so... 
nice dug was out so we approached uh, a guy called andrew um who was a fan of uh who's right podcast um and uh you know we, we'd been talking in their after shows um and thought that you know maybe that'd be a fit uh and uh yeah then i think pj came up with the idea that we'd do a spreadsheet and rank stuff <laughs> so <laughs> the 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 reaction to spreadsheets has been entertaining because uh, some turns out some people really don't like spreadsheets <laughs> this is very true which is really funny um i when i worked uh i was in i i led my company's um spreadsheet committee uh we just had a little committee that we were trying to make uh, uh you know design spreadsheets um so yeah i actually you know spreadsheeting was was a, was a big part of my job or decently decently large part of my job um so it's pretty funny that uh you know whatever six years later a guy comes and says oh let's do a let's do a podcast and we use spreadsheets <laughs> like holy crap yeah so uh, you know that that that, uh, that definitely helped me to say yes um because yeah i was Still, still really like spreadsheets. They're really cool. <laughs> Let me ask um, this final question I want to lead into because I think this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Do you think podcasting has helped you with your depression and everything? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, because we're talking about uh, purpose, community, health and resources. The, the, I mean, health is physical health and mental health. Um, podcasting hasn't really helped much with resources um, <laughs> although I you have a patreon yes i do um and the patreon does i mean for for my level it does pretty well actually um but uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit far away from you know paying all the bills yeah definitely <laughs> we're still we're both still working on that level <laughs> to get to that level so yeah we're working on it um but yeah the, the 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 purpose and community like you know uh i don't think podcasting is as good as uh you know my old life working um uh, giving me kind of life purpose because you know it's just podcasting <laughs> like I, I, I used to work, uh, have a job where if I'd get, you know, one thing wrong on a drawing that could, you know, cost, there, there was an example of getting one thing wrong on a drawing and that cost like a hundred thousand dollars. Just one, one word. So yeah, you know, uh, it, it should have been argued harder, but uh, whatever. Um, yeah. To, to go from that sort of level of, um, you know, stakes or, you know, impact in what you do to podcasting where pretty much say anything and it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. That's um, a good point. But, but you know, I mean, in terms of community, uh, it's been pretty good. I think. I wouldn't like, get into that. I like your community a lot. I feel like you've kind of yeah. built up your little merry band of misfits that all hang together. Yeah. 
They talk, they conversate all day through the Discord. And I think it's awesome that you as a person who went through what you went through, yeah. into the phase of depression and things like that have kind of built up, now have a community of friends that you can reach out to, you can talk to, you can have conversations to, so you're never going through what you're going through alone. I think that's dope. Yeah, no, it makes a, di- it makes a lot of difference. Yeah, and I've also sort of attracted other people that have, have their struggles, let's yeah. say. <laughs> So, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with someone, co- a guy called Brandon uh, from a podcast called, Hey, how's it going? Has he asked you to be on his show? He should. I don't, I don't think I have. I don't think he has. He really should. He really should. I'll do it. I'll, play I'll do that. That's no problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a guy that really, really struggles. So. Um, but, you know. Uh, you can't can't 100% choose the people you hang around with because you know it's a two-way street yeah i agree they, you know you, you want you have to want to hang out with them and they also have to want to hang out with you so uh yeah you know like that um it, it, i i mean i I, th- I think our discord i mean it's not gender diverse i'll say that <laughs> It's, yeah, that is really true. Ninety nine percent dudes, uh, but other than that, like you know, we we got a pretty wide range of of, of opinions and ideologies on things. I agree. Um, I, I really don't like you know echo chambers where everyone has to agree with everything, otherwise they get kicked out. Um, so yeah, trying hard to not be another one of those groups <laughs> yeah i think you're doing a good job i think everybody's in this always been respectful it's good mm, there's a lot of trolling that goes on well trolling happens a lot but i don't think yeah. i don't think they're doing it in a way with it being malice it's like you can kind of read it to, okay yeah, they're trolling that's mostly true yes <laughs> i i think yeah we do tend to take it to a bit more extremes than other groups but. <laughs> But like, it, at least it's somewhere where I think I don't think anyone feels held back on what they can say. So we'll get people saying all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> which you know, if you say that on Facebook, it's going to be uh, frowned upon. Very, very much um, so. But yeah, I mean, you know, one of the the guys is uh, Samoan American, and he he likes to tell us how much he dislikes white people very often, <laughs> and that his whole family has ingrained into him a dislike of white people. So, <laughs> but you know, he also he's also a pretty good cook. So you know, take the good with the bad. <laughs> exactly. It takes everybody to whatever, make the world go around. <laughs> this has been a great conversation, brother. Let them know where to find you at, Dave. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, well, we are Assholes Podcast. Just find that wherever you find podcasts. Um, and the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash W-R-E-U, which kind of sort of stands for We Are Assholes Extended Universe. <laughs> um, and yeah. If we uh, get some people to sign up for, some more people to sign up for both our Patreons, 
um, then I'm sure we'll be motivated to do some more collaborations. So yeah, there sign up for both. There you go. Thank you for coming on, brother. No problems. And as always, Delver Cocktail Spirits, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Delvin Cock Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cock Experience. There, you will find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer, Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you.